Mathis. What up, player? I like how we never do that. <laughs> we don't. We're just really but, amped up right now about this episode. I'm so amped. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get them. <laughs> um. No, nobody's going to get that reference, but you'd be surprised. We'll see. Don't don't say anything about it. Let's see if anyone to. picks up on Guys, it. Guys, you know, like send us something on Twitter or something, because no one did. <laughs> this is a bad week for Twitter and for email. It's a no. We got an email. We did. Yes. Oh my. We actually gosh. got two technically. Wait, should we go straight to that right now? Let's do it. I have it pulled up because I remembered I... as we were talking earlier. Oh my goodness! I had no idea. I'll read it to you. Yeah, read it to me. Because it's from your friend. I don't know who this is. Okay. I, I don't think I do. That'd be really awkward if I did. That would be so awkward. Emily Benton. She's your friend? Oh, yeah. Emily's the one who vi- uh, visited when I told you I had a friend in town. Oh, uh, okay. Do I know her? Uh, no, I went to school out here with her. Oh, thank goodness. No, I don't have to cut <laughs> oh, this off. <laughs> okay, so here's the email. Okay. It was a really awesome email, by the way. She's Emily awesome Benton, person. you're a great email writer. It was very funny. Um, so here it goes. It says, hey, guys. Before you start receiving, receiving fan mail like I receive collection calls from my student loans, I figured I better email now before I get lost in the shuffle. First of all, John, I 100% understand your love for peanut butter. Girl, you get me. It's just so gosh darn delicious. Mathis, for a while there I questioned whether or not you had a middle name. Now I know. Also, she misses you. Secondly, since y'all... Love answering questions. Here's a couple to tickle you fancy. Number one, I'm going to be that annoying person and bring up the whole should Christians have tattoos debacle. How do you feel about them? Do you love them? Or do you like them? Hate them? Do you think Christians should or should not have them? Do you want me to read through it or do you you want to answer it first? Let's do the whole whole email. Okay, number two. What a do... You think about speaking or praying in tongues. Do you think specific people have that ability, or do we all have it and not know how to use it? Is it relevant? Question mark. Anyways, thanks for making my Tuesdays a little brighter. I hope you get at least one more email this week. Your Texas fan, Emily. Oh my god, that is so Emily. Everything about that email. Number one, she loves puns. Number two, she says y'all. I couldn't tell. All of... The dang time. She even writes y'all. She does. She writes y'all. She's Texan. What are you going to do? I know. We have one Texan fan. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Wait, um, so is there two emails? or is Well, then Stephen Crane also emailed us again. Okay. Do yeah. we want to... Let's do Emily's first. Of course, yeah. Okay. Um, I did not... I was not prepared to get so deep, so right off the bat, okay. we're going to have like a weird roller coaster of like... That's okay. Deep shallowness, deep shallowness, deep shallowness this whole episode, but that's probably for the better. I think um, so. Well, so, should Christians have tattoos? I Memphis, think you should what you start think? with the Christians have tattoos bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, you, you mean me personally? Yes. Yes, oh, I think I you thought should you start. Were... I thought you were just saying we should start with that. And I was like, that's what I just said. <laughs> no, I was saying, I heard you and I was like, you should start it. Um, I mean, Naturally. should Christians have tattoos? I think, should they? I don't really care. 
Does it matter if they have tattoos? I don't think it matters one iota. Um, I do have tattoos, which I think is why you wanted me to answer it. Yes, I was about to say, that is why. Right. Yes. Um, and honestly, I know a lot of Christians that have tattoos. And I, I think the argument is that you're like impurifying your body by getting it inked. And I just think it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, for yeah. me, and I think for a lot of people... They use tattoos as kind of like a a way to show things that have happened in your life and you want it to be a part of you so you get it on your body. I mean, some people get like, you know, Daffy Duck. They get random things. But, I mean, either way, it shows a particular point in your life. And, yeah. yes, unfortunately, it, it is on there forever unless you <laughs> get it lasered off. But, I mean, I think it's cool. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, I won't be offended if you say... No, no. I, I don't think you'll be offended by anything I'm about to say. I don't think that it matters very much, but, like, just on a like an ideological level, I don't think it matters if you're going to put ink in your body of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do... I Just my personality, I'm very... Um, very uh pensive and very like considerate of all my commitments so like tattoos are just something that i honestly don't even think i could ever do like i could fall in love with an idea and i'd have to live with it for probably two years before i put it into my body like right and then i mean number two i hate pain i really don't think i could take it i think Mm. i would just be like stop halfway through or like the first line of it and i'd be like nope stop i'm done you're like no, no. <laughs> I'm just a wimp. It's it's terrible, but You'd I am. You'd be fine. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think that God is up there being like, Mm-mm, "Girl, you got right, ink. Yeah. You're going to hell." And I, I, I really, I think it's great, and I think it's really cool when people get a tattoo that inspires them or reminds them of a point in their life, or like, you know, like a mantra or anything like that. I think that that's like really cool and i love when people do that when Mm -hmm. people show me a tattoo and they're like i just i just wanted to get it because it's cool um or i just like this symbol or something like that it's i i'm not upset at them or anything but it's like that's like really hard for me and i think it's just like the type of person i am exactly and And um i would be lying if i didn't have anxiety for like the first six months (laughs) after you got yours yeah yeah, I mean... Only because um, it literally... I mean, you just have to get used to it. You have to get used to the fact that it's on your body, first of all. You have to get used to the fact that your body will never be uninked. You will mm-hmm. always have them. Yeah. So, I mean, and for people with anxiety like myself... <laughs> sometimes, See, I'm surprised that somebody like you would get tattoos, honestly. I know, maybe I was just like being daredevilish or something. Yeah, something like that. See, but, you know, you're a great example of... The the first example I give for giving t- or getting tattoos, like, your tattoos are very meaningful, and I'm inspired by them, and they're not even on my body, but I'm like, oh, that's oh, a really man. cool, you know, that's a good mantra, that's a good thing to remember. Um, yeah. But, you know, I do have other friends who have tattoos that it's just like a, it's a cool symbol, or why not, or it's just fun to get ink, and, right. and I'm not... 
I don't think that that's wrong at all, but it's very hard it's for me for to accept. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that's it's it's just fun. Like, I don't think it was fun to get that. I hope it's fun to look at it, you know? I mean, so yeah. it's... I feel I just, like you're I'm not still... alone. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are like, that's cool if you have them, it's just not for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe one day I'll find something that I'm like, yeah. wow, that means something to me, and I will go through hours of pain for it. Uh, I, I, I definitely think it's a phase. I don't want to say phase, because I mean, people have been getting tattoos for a long time, but I think that... Um, the amount of people that have tattoos, I feel like is more, um, there's a lot more people that have them today. And I think it's more of a phase that will probably go more away that I don't think a lot of people will get them Mm -hmm. as much in the future. Um, there will definitely be people that will always get them, but I definitely think it's the cool thing to do now. Yeah, it is. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. I thought it'd be cool. So... (laughs) You know, gosh, both of Emily's questions are really good. That's a good conversation. And then speaking in tongues is also just a really interesting topic to me. It is very interesting. I'll start with that one. Please um, do. Okay, first off, I've never spoken in tongues, mm-hmm. and it used to bother the hell out of me because um, I grew up in a church for uh, a portion of my life where it was very um, nonchalant for people around you to just all start muttering in different languages and, um, you know, on the surface, just mumbo jumbo. And whenever I was young, I was like, God, I really feel like I need to be doing this right now. Can you just put right. it in my mouth? Like, please just let me, let me say it. Like, there is, bring me there, there is an aspect where you feel like you are not as spiritual as the people talking exactly. in tongues. Especially as a child, you know, you're right. like, oh, wow, I'm really lagging behind all these people who are just, all these saints. They got the spirit flowing yeah, through them. Praise I'm the, be unto I'm God. I'm the leopard heathen in the, you know, the streets. I'm like, man. You're the leopard so much heathen? Yeah, leper, yeah. not leopard. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. You feisty. Um, uh... So I think over the years, obviously I've let go of that. It does not bother me anymore. Um, I think that it's just, I think it's just, it's very specific to people. I want to believe that it's just something that uh, certain people can do. And I have to, but at the same time, it's constantly comes back into my mind. Like, what if it just doesn't mean anything at all? Like, I haven't experienced it, so I don't know how genuine it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. It's constantly that battle of, oh, well, it's it's like something that some Christians uh, will do. It's a battle between that thought and then, like, what what if it's just BS? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know because I, I don't do it, and I could easily – emulate whatever the heck is coming out of their mouths i remember i went to like a summer bible camp i was probably in like fifth grade and um i was talking to uh one of the kids in my cabin uh we were like waiting in uh, this lunch line and um i was like have you ever spoken in tongues and he was like yeah it happens sometimes and i was like how like i i just can't even wrap my mind around it Mm -hmm. and one of the counselors was walking by and he stops the counselor and he's like i can't remember his name but he was like 
Tell Devin. him how, how you speak in mm-hmm. tongues. Yeah, we'll say Devin. Devin, can yeah. you tell Mathis how you speak in tongues? And he was like, the spirit just, you know, comes upon you and it happens. And I was just like, I'm so confused by all of this. And he's like, well, it's not really something I can explain to you. And I was like, okay, well, that's really frustrating. Right. And and it never happened. So that's my long spiel on it. You just must not be spiritual enough. So, You know what? You're right. What am I doing? You should just leave. <laughs> just everything just yeah, in just, general just go leave. just go <laughs> um i honestly have not thought about this in so many years me I mean, too yeah because this i mean when we were at college i did have friends that were pentecostal and i remember my freshman year i did go to a pentecostal church a few times <laughs> uh, with a really funny story about our friend david barlow um, but I'm not going to share it on here because no one knows him. <laughs> oh my but, God, I've heard this story. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, oh my God. And honest, I mean, <sighs> I I have very mixed feelings about it because mm-hmm. I, I haven't spoken in tongues either. That was never a thing for me. Um, and now that I'm kind of outside of that whole culture, I am very skeptical of it. I th- yeah. But I can't, you know, sit here and say that for some people it's not a very spiritual experience. Um, I don't know what part of them comes out when that happens. But, you know, I've experienced enough spirituality and enough of, like, that kind of soul um, when it comes to God that I could understand something like that happening. And really it not meaning anything, but it's just kind of a thing that happens. Right. but I think for most most of the experiences that people have, I'm very skeptical about at this yeah. point in my life. Um, yeah. But I, I would say that for some people, they had a genuine soul experience with whatever it is. And I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's like an angelic language that they're just speaking, you know. Yeah, except for one time when somebody told me about this story about speaking in tongues, except for this like one instance... It has never um, been anything outside of something that just happens. Like, that's how I feel about right. it as well. I'm like, it's just some sort of manifestation, uh, in, you know, for as far as I can say right now, it is just a manifestation of the spirit within you. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. Well, and I honestly, like, I think this is my ego talking, but it's very isolating, like you were saying. I mean, I remember thinking like, oh... I must not be that close to God if I can't speak in tongues, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't see anyone else speaking in tongues besides these certain type of Pentecostals. So, that's why I'm skeptical that it's yeah, only a yeah. certain group of people, that it's not happening in a different uh, facet somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. So is it just the Pentecostals that understand <laughs> God? You know, I, I think that's what it is. That's I'm going to start going tomorrow. I'm going You're to right. Pentecostal church. I want to Google Pentecostals after this. <laughs> um, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Emily, that was great. That was really good, Emily. And thank you so much for emailing us. Seriously, thank you I, that for honestly made my week when I saw that. So, thank yeah. you. 
That that was good. And if anyone has any more questions, guys, literally send them in. Hello I'm sure Adu we'll talk about them. At gmail. Well, we will. Yeah. Oh, I because we off. don't get any. Yeah. Continue the uh, email address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm just looking at Stephen Crane's email. His didn't uh, have any questions, but he did send videos that he wants us to look at about Oscars and stuff. So they're okay. So, but thanks for emailing, Stephen. Yeah, if people just want to email, just saying comments or sending us stuff, please do. Um, and you can always tweet at us because we can do that too. Yeah, we need to work harder at that. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we go right into the Oscars? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So this week, since it's the week before, we're doing the big kahunas. We're yeah. doing best director and best picture, y'all. And we're going to start with uh, best director because I feel like we should leave best picture for last. Yes. Um, do you want me to read them off or do you want to? I, I will do best picture. You do best director. Okay. So... For Best Directing, it is Adam McKay for The Big Short, George Miller for Mad Max, Alejandro G. Inuitu for The Revenant. <laughs> oh my god. I know, I butchered it. That was so um, bad. Lenny Abrahamson for Room, and Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. Now, do you know who's been winning this in the other awards? Because I haven't been following directing. Yeah, Inuitu is. Has he? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. And Honestly, I think, though, you go. I think it's going to be him in the I end, too. unfortunately. Um, but I think I know what you're about to say. You think Adam McKay should win, don't you? No, I was actually going to say that I could see George Miller kind of being the underdog. I That's who I want to win. Yeah. Because when you watch Mad Max, it's just like, who who was <laughs> able to like lead this yeah. it's chaotic a, it's a, it's thing? It's definitely an epic thing. It is, yeah. It's it's one of the most epic films in years. Like it's huge, and it is I, huge. And I was, you know, when I was reading about just everything about the shooting process, like it's insane. Like it's just crazy how how orchestrated all of the action scenes are, and yeah, you know, it just proves how you know how uh, brilliant he is and how talented he is that he was able to just. Well, and all the practical all that. effects that they did. I mean, yeah. you have to be a really good director to, you know, set those up and really follow through with them. I know he doesn't personally mm-hmm. do all those. There's a lot of people that work with that when it goes into it. But, yeah. I mean, that in itself needs a very powerful leader in order for those to end up looking good. So I think that's to his advantage. Yeah, and the other thing I would say to his uh advantage is that he has like he's done something really interesting because it is a very straightforward action film not Mm -hmm. in like you don't see a lot of straightforward action films anymore uh like for example die hard like there's not a lot of movies like that where it's like oh this is just an action movie so he's he's kind of like contributed to that genre in a very like dead like in you know, like, it's a very uh, dead genre, kind of. Um, but then at the same time, it's so, like, underlaid with, like, really strong thematic material, you know? Like, it's it's very powerful, these, yeah. like, 
what are they called? Uh, I guess they're just his wives, you know, like this this lord of all uh, this city, you know, like all of his wives escaping to freedom. And, you know, it's just – and then the whole theme of uh, – I hope everyone's seen Mad Max by now. If not, this is a super vague spoiler. But <laughs> the theme of like you have to go back to where you came from for change, you know, like mm – -hmm. I really like – I like that. It's like such a – it's a weird thing when it first happens in the movie, but then it's also like a – oh, wow, you don't see this a lot. This is a really interesting step to take, and it's a very yeah. linear and then reverse linear movie. Like that's it. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. What do you, you know think? You do. Honestly, I wasn't a huge fan of Mad Max. But yeah. I think the reason was is because I had not seen the originals. And not that I don't think that Mad Max stands alone as a good film, but I think it really enhances your experience of the movie if you've seen the originals. Because like you agree. were saying, like he's going back to where he was. I didn't know where that was, <laughs> having not oh. seen the earlier ones. So like that did not resonate with me at all. So I was really just in whatever story they were telling in this film with no background. Well, I was um, I, that's actually all like contained within that movie. Like I don't this it's very hard to know exactly what's going on in comparison to the other Mad Max films. I just mean oh. the where they start in the movie is where they, you know, have to go back. You know. Mm, I don't I don't know. <laughs> You're like Clearly no, I was really no, I don't. into it. <laughs> um, but I I think I think the Revenant will win. Um, yeah. Honestly, I really don't care who wins. I would love to see Room win, Lenny, Lenny Abrahamson. Um, I just because I love that movie and I think he did a great job with it, but otherwise yeah. I don't really care. I the two people I don't want are McCarthy and Inyiritu, and then the other three, <laughs> I I would love to see any of them win. I think Adam McKay should be commended for bringing such a complex issue to a film uh, and yeah. just finding a really unique way to engage people. With sure. such a like a huge issue, and I think Lenny like just the way that oh, he handles. He what are you gonna say? He brought it. Yeah, and the way he handles, um, you know, the change of scenery in that film, and the way yeah. that I mean, just the the chemistry that he brings mm. out of the two leads. It's yeah, like I think that's great. And then, like we just said, George Miller also brought it with this huge epic like heavily orchestrated piece of just insane action so i think all of them deserve it um and i think that inyuritu will win for why george miller should win you know what i mean yep. like like wow he really created an epic and yada 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 and it's like yeah well george miller did it better jaffiel <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read the best yep. pictures. Okay. You know, I'm, I picked best picture because I butchered the last time we did this, and I was like, you know what? This is going to be easier. I'll let John read the directors in case I just lose my mouth again. Yeah, and I did so great with those. <laughs> yeah, you did a really good job, especially oh, God bless. Thank you. Alejandro Inaridu, or whatever you said. That was so uh, I close. said it right, Okay. Yeah, maybe to the Americans. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so for best picture, we have The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, 
Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Okay, I need to say real quick, because I did say this on the first try, but I watched five Oscar movies this week, so I have now seen all of them, which I... Last week, I had only seen like three of them. I'm proud of you, child. Thank you. I watched Brooklyn, Carol, um, Big Short, Bridge of Spies, and then Creed this week. Would you say that Carol should be up for Best Picture? No. Okay. <laughs> I also don't think The Martian <laughs> should be there, but that's just... they. I think they could have found something else to replace The Martian. I'm not sure what, but... Um... I put Ex Machina there. I don't know. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, um I don't about, have an, an opinion yet on this. So, do you have one? What, I do you, well, I was going to ask, do you think uh Bridge of Spies should be there? Yeah, it was actually really good. Oh my gosh, you're the only person who has said that to me. Really? Yeah. I really liked it. Every like someone at work described it as an okay airplane movie. <laughs> what does that even mean? You know how like oh like when you're on an airplane yeah exactly I was like they're not even on airplanes in this movie (laughs) I was like oh come on John you know what I'm saying yeah I do yeah and I was like I really liked it it was fun I mean well I I guess that's good everyone told me that it was incredibly mediocre except for you and then and then here comes you like you know Creed is I right I know. That's <laughs> not a... Clearly, I have the best opinions about this. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you are the only right person, because yours actually lined up better with the best picture. <clears throat> True. Uh, um, yeah, my opinion yeah. for should win would be uh, Room. Yes. I'm actually just surprised that Room is nominated in this category, because as soon as I watched it, I was like, that film is not going to get any Oscar love, and then... But Look at should. how many nominations it did. You know, like, I was very surprised. Uh, I would love Room to win. Um, I think I think it's going to be The Revenant or The Big Short. Yeah. We'll see. That's what I think, too. Yeah, we'll see where it falls. I would love to see The Big Short beat The Revenant, though. Yeah, that'd be nice. And you've actually seen The Big Short, so you could actually yeah. test a testify that's not the best word i will testify lord you could testify sister uh should the big short beat the revenant for best picture uh personally i think so but i mean okay it depends i guess what kind of movies you like i'm not really into like wilderness movies (laughs) like Mm. the revenant i i could i can see why it's good and i did enjoy it for a one-time thing but i would never watch it again i would watch the big short again in like a year really awesome yeah why not it was fun Ah, see, I, I'm gonna try to see it before the Oscars. That's the only one that I should I've try to see it because if if it's gonna get some loving that day, you should probably see it. Exactly, and it does seem like it will. But I would also love to see Room win. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't really want any of the other ones to win. So. Um, you think it's gonna be the Revenant, or do, oh no, you said you think it'll short. be the Revenant and the Big Short. That's right. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. So the Oscars are next week, so yeah, we'll I'm super pumped. We'll see where all of these predictions <laughs> fell. I think we're gonna laugh at ourselves a lot, but um, I don't know. I think it, I think it's gonna be one of those years where one movie is gonna win a lot. Unfortunately, it's, that's kind of like every year, though. I know, but some I know you're right. 
Yeah, it's gonna be like get out and of the winner of every award, the <laughs> Ghost Revenant. Too. And everyone's just like, <laughs> they're like, we're just going to applaud for the next five minutes for this one film that will pick oh. up all the awards. And good night, everybody. Whatever. That would be a really fast show. But anyways, we will be talking yeah. about uh, what we thought of the Oscars in our next episode. So be sure to to tune, tune in, and we'll talk about all the all the goofiness that goes on, or all the upsets, or all the mundane activity (laughs) if it does turn out to be that way it's probably what it's gonna be but yeah seriously so what did you do uh this week oh um i didn't really do much no no i um okay (laughs) what were you saying (laughs) (laughs) nothing i mean i work so i do that during the day and then oh cool that sounds like oh. a... <laughs> oh, cool. Are we, like, speed dating right now? Oh, wow. Yeah, you work. That's cool. That's oh, cool. cool. What, wow, I'll ask you. What, what you do, but I don't really care. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. no. That's, oh, nice. Yeah, no. Nice. Do you want another water? I could, uh... Waiter? Yeah, waiter. Um, Excuse me. Oh, time's up. I'm so sorry. Okay. It was really nice to meet you. I'll find really you good Facebook. meeting you, too. Bye. Yeah, bye. Okay. <laughs> but I was I... busy watching those movies. That's what I was doing. That's right. That's, I don't want to say an exercise, but it was kind of an exercise. What was an exercise? Just watching that many Oscar pick movies. That's crazy. I mean, I loved it. Good. Do you think yeah. I should watch Carol? Uh, no. Okay, that's what I heard. I, mean, from I just everybody. don't think you'd like. I, I mean, I would love for you to see it, but I don't think you'd like it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I didn't really do too much new this week, except that I meditated every night before I went to bed. That's exciting. So what does meditation look like for you? Because I know it looks different for everyone. I think um, just because it's really, like, you know me, like, it's really hard for me to shut my mind off from, I don't pretty much the ridiculousness of life, you know, all the things mm. that shouldn't matter, the things that keep me up at night. Um, <clears throat> so it's very hard for me to, to be completely disconnected. So I think that, Ooh. you know, more pure. Can I stop you there for a second? Yeah. I think that's the misconception about meditation is that you're supposed to disconnect. <laughs> I love how I like just started and you were like, Hey, can you shut up for one second? I no, I just to, wanted uh, to make sure thought. that I, yeah. <laughs> Right. Can you no. shut your mouth for a second so I can talk? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're you're right. Like you're supposed to be just, but I think just letting go of things that you should not be focusing on in that moment. You know. Well, yeah, and I mean, I feel like what it is is you just kind of sit and whatever thoughts come to you. It's not that you're supposed to be absent of thoughts. Okay. But just to not focus on any thought that comes through. So you really want to like kind of be outside of yourself and observe what is coming through and just kind of like. Um, you know, okay, like people yeah. passing by you, walking by, you know, yeah. you see it, you observe it, you say, cool, but then just let it pass. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so keep that going. makes me, that makes me feel a, a little more relieved because it was really interesting sitting down for, I did usually 15 to 20 minutes. So I was sitting down you. and I was like, oh my gosh, like just things keep coming into my brain and like uh, a few nights I played music just to try mm-hmm. to get myself to become more relaxed totally. and I don't 
I don't even know like if that's something that you're supposed to do for meditation. I guess there is no supposed to do, but I was like, I don't know if I'm, you know, for lack of a better word, supposed to do this, but it's the one thing that I, that I can think of that's going to help me disconnect right now. And what's, um, what's really interesting, you know, now that you're saying that I feel relieved, but you know, at the time I was like, gosh, I just could not let go. Mm -hmm. Um, but it didn't, it didn't end up really mattering. Like I could feel a difference as I laid down and I slept a little bit better this week. And I was like, it, this actually is one of those instances where like, it's the thought that counts. Like the fact that I tried to meditate, even if I thought it was like not the best, uh, experience when I sat down to do it, it ended up helping me a lot. Yeah. It can never hurt you to try really hard to be present. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've tried a lot of different types of meditation. So, um, I, I the one that I connect with the most is definitely the music one as well. Um, oh yeah. What yeah. do you listen to? Um, I try to get things without words. So I'll either play piano. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I even do like techno dubstep. Honestly. Um, is it like chill step? Um, it so really it's... depends. It could be like. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's too hardcore, I'll skip it because then, like, my heart goes <laughs> and then I'm just, like, having anxiety. So You're just, like, um, holding your chest and, like, trying to breathe. Yeah. Um, but I've also tried, like, having a mantra and just repeating that over and over again. That one doesn't really work for me as well. Um, mm-hmm. I find myself disconnecting from the moment when I do that, um, which is weird because it shouldn't do that, but... Um, yeah, I I did a little bit of the mantra stuff sometimes, or uh, when I it, I felt it really soothing to um, talk to God yeah. for a few times, and it wasn't like a lot of gabbing. It was just kind of like you know, like I'm here. You and your girlfriend, yeah. Exactly. You and your girlfriend, God, just gabbing back and forth. Yeah, me and God just talking all the new gossip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. Like, a, a few times, I'd just be like, you know, I'm here, and I'm trying to be disconnected, and I would just, just, um... We need to find I, a different word than disconnect. Oh, yeah, I did it again. Dang, you you no. said it earlier, too, and I was I like, did, yeah. Oh. Just trying to... Is unplug okay? Yeah, like, that's good. Okay, yeah, so yeah. just trying to unplug and telling, you know, telling God that. I'm like, I'm just trying to unplug, and I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm just trying, trying to... Trying to center be, yourself. Yeah, yeah, center yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was a good experience. Not not too much else new this week. I did watch Sicario, which surprised me a oh. lot because I did not um, did not did, think I would like it. I don't like remember. It. Did we talk about it on here last week? We did, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up because I'm like, you watched it, and then yeah. I watched it. Funny that. But it was, uh, yeah, that was exciting, kind of. Um but you liked it. I liked it, yeah. And I don't, I don't do war movies, and that's kind of why I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch this. But uh, yeah, I was like, oh wow, this is super interesting. And it was just the vaguer it was. For some reason, the more I enjoyed it. Oh. Um, which a thought just popped into my head that I would love to get your opinion on. Did you see the Emily Blunt news this week? Yes. What do you think? She's perfect. She I, hopefully we're talking yeah. about the same thing that she's in talks for Mary Poppins. Yeah, I think I think it was confirmed. Was I haven't seen a confirmed one, but okay. 
So she, there's a live-action Mary Poppins that Disney's redoing, correct? Yeah. And it was said that Emily Blunt is in talks, and I think she looks perfect for I, Mary Poppins. I will and say... And she's witty and British. Yeah. <laughs> I will perfect. say I don't know how much I want a Mary Poppins remake because I really, yeah. really like Mary Poppins, but... Does anyone ever ask for a remake? You no. know what? That was going to be my next point, though. Um... So before I continue, I just want to say, like, if you are going to remake Mary Poppins, Emily Blunt is is totally. the person for it. But um, a poster came yes. out this week uh-huh. for Pete's Dragon. Yeah. And did you see that poster? I did. I've never seen the original, so okay. I had no uh, connection. I got to tell you, Pete's Dragon is one of the films of my childhood. Like, oh, I grew up watching Pete's Dragon, um, and I actually just found out that my mom grew up watching Pete's Dragon a lot. So it's kind of like a really cool uh, connection that we share, you know, like yeah. a film that we watched a ton as a kid, and I really like that about it. Um, it's a great movie, but uh, I'm actually really excited for the the remake. And it's one of those, for some reason, it's one of those things where it's near and dear, but I'm also like, you should this should totally be interpreted by somebody else. And I, okay. I don't feel that way for most things, but I'm actually really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, remakes are fine. I would just say 90% of the time, people don't want a remake. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why they keep doing them. You know what I think would also make a great reboot? What? The never-ending story. Ugh. Because it's very dated and i think with a few like story changes and a few uh tone changes you actually have like a really good world to work with but i've also never seen that but oh you wait you give me the the jimmy fallon ugh sound and you've never even seen it yeah dang that's not that is not earned hate right there i know i know bad john bad But, uh, yeah, just a side note, another remake I would definitely... Oh, wait a minute. I think I read that there's one in development at some studio. I totally forgot about one this. One what? Oh, for Never uh, Ending Never Ending Story. Story. Yeah. We'll see if it actually ever comes to fruition. Ooh, hope so. I also found out that the Sicario director, the guy who also did uh, Enemy and Prisoners, is directing the Blade Runner sequel, and I think that he is... perfect like you love the way that i do love blade runner blade runner is a very it's a very unique film i don't know if i've ever told you this but blade runner is the one movie where like clockwork uh everybody doesn't like it the first time and loves it the second time i think we did talk about this it's so weird but it's one of those things where most people watch it and they're like that was really ridiculous then they watch it again and they're like i I can't control yeah. how yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> control how much my life has been changed. Oh my goodness! Yeah. But yeah, I think that just I think that the way that this guy I think his name's Dennis Villeneuve. Dennis the Menace, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, I think the way that he handles mystery and the way that he leaves a lot up to the imagination is like, yeah, that's the guy. That's perfect. That's the guy. That's the one, man. That's him. So what are you listening to now, like music-wise? Oh, music-wise? 
Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if people would check out my Spotify po- or my Spotify playlist, they would <laughs> my know. Spotify podcast. No one listens to it. <laughs> um, I listen to Love on Top. I don't that, go to your playlist for it though. Honestly, the first playlist that I made is really good. You get you. Everyone should listen to that. But yeah, guys, think, come on. What, Me included. Guys, what am together. I doing with myself? Um, I think what the listeners should know is that me and Mathis have very different listening styles. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's listens, talk about this briefly. Yeah, we should do it briefly because I don't think people really care. But <laughs> Mathis listens to music in album form. So he'll start at the top of an album and listen to it all the way through. Um, and for me, I listen to individual songs. Well, I never listen to the album in full, rarely. I de- I'm definitely someone, I like the variety. And so I'm, I just listen to the individual songs. I would like to state that I know that I'm the weird one. Most people listen oh. to music the way that you do. It's like, oh, I love that song. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. And then they make a playlist of all these songs that they love. But I just, I can't, it's really hard for me to listen to a playlist. Like, even my own playlist that I've built, I'll start listening to it, and I'm like, why am I not listening to an album right now? Like, I mean, that's okay. Is... It's just kind of how you flow. It's very There's strange, wrong though. There's nothing with it. Yeah, it, it, I think I mean, it's something about... I feel about... like that's how music should be listened to, because I think for musicians, their albums are stories, in a, in a sense. I mean, yeah. it should be like that. I don't think all of them are at this point, but I think for a lot of musicians... It's a story, and it's from the top of the story to the end. So I think you're listening to it in the right way. I just don't think that albums are that good anymore. You want to know what's a really good album and came out last week? Tell me. Kanye West's new album. Ugh, no thank you. Oh He's my one gosh. of those people that, no matter how good his music is, I'm not going to listen to him, just because I don't like him as a person. Well, or I think I've already told you how I feel about him. His persona, I should say. I don't like his persona at all. Yeah, I think that he's all all showbiz, and that's why he's like that. But, um... I I, I, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> I, I think he's one of the last, like, straight-up superstars, like, left in the music industry. Like, in, a, in, an, in an industry now where it's very transparent and everybody tries to be you know, your friend, everyone tries to be like Taylor Swift, where they're just everyday people and they're talking to you, but yeah. they're also like rock stars. There's right. not a lot of people where they are just like, they're just straight up assholes. every time, <laughs> every time <laughs> that they're in the limelight, they are, they are masked as somebody else and they are just crazy. Like they, they are uh, just a symbol. Like they're not, they're not the person underneath at all. And I really do think that that's the way that Kanye West is. And I know that most people probably don't agree with me. You don't agree with me. It's not that I don't. I'm sure he's a very different person in real life. But the thing is with the media these days is how you portray yourself is how everyone sees you. And honestly, he's portrayed as such a terrible human being. (laughs) And I mean, that's how he acts in the limelight. So it's not like we're making this up. He acts like this. And I don't think it's respectable. I think that you can be a talented musician and not be a dick all the time. You I'm know, be honest. And so I think, that I think if, you should work on it. I think that <laughs> I think you need to work on that. Ye, Okay. You need to get on that. Okay, um, Jesus. I, here's the problem is that every time that he acts a fool, like his popularity spikes 
and he knows it, and he'll never stop acting crazy until the publicity stops helping him. Like, if you've noticed, Kanye is in the news a lot right now, and it's because he keeps doing things, and it's because his See, album just came out. that's the problem with our media. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the... I guess that is one of the, the root problems. Just... Ugh. Any publicity is good publicity, and the only publicity is, like bad like that's the only thing that everybody's going to be writing about on every news platform in their entertainment section it's like guess what kanye did on snl guess what kanye said about taylor swift guess what kanye said on his twitter you know it's like and but the thing is he's still doing come to him yeah it's true but when it stops working i think he would he would dwindle a lot if it stopped working i don't think Um, anyone should want to thrive on that though no, Thrive no. on that negative. No, I think I think you have a point there. I think you have a, a point with everything that you said. Right, um, but I do understand what you're saying, and I I'm sure if the positions were reversed, I would probably understand and empathize more with Kanye West. I will say that, but yeah. So it's not for everybody, but I really do like the new album. I think yeah. that there's a lot of he's just really good with uh, beats and rhythms and all of that. I just think yeah. he's a he's talented. brilliant mixer. Yeah. He's just, he's he so talented. talented. Um, also, I think he, he consistently makes more songs that amp me up than like anybody. Like I just picture you like fist pumping, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for example, and you can't deny this because it amps you up too, Black Skinhead yes, is just like, that's true. you could literally punch through a brick wall while you're listening to that I song. Do. I like, do. I'm convinced I could break a house down with my fist. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, like every album, there's like two or three songs where I'm like, ooh, that song just makes me feel like I'm ready to go. I, I, Jafiel, I understand. I know you do. I, every time I visit John... We end up playing Black Skinhead at least yeah. once, and we're just like, we we're fist full of tribal warfare. We are Jersey Shore up in here, guys. <laughs> we are Jersey Shore. <laughs> we get tans, we uh, you know, show our abs, and we just fist pump. <laughs> Everyone listening right now is like, I don't think they know what amped up means. I don't like, think they know what anything means. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're crazy. They're crazier yeah. than Con Yeezus himself. <laughs> Con Yeezus? <laughs> Ugh. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you... Uh, you said you had a lot of topics. I did, Yeah, you know, I got a few. I got a few <sighs> rustling around in my mind. Bring um, them up, delicate. <laughs> um, did you see Ronda Rousey on Ellen? Yes. How, oh, how insane was that? Yeah. And I've... I've heard a lot of people talking about it, um, and they were like, that's just... Why don't, why don't you explain what it is, because I don't right. think everyone... That's true, so... Um, <laughs> we're just going to talk Rousey. about it. Like, <laughs> I know, right? We did that We're just going to walk around the subject. didn't we? I think, I think I that was remember. in our, our illegitimate child episode, oh, the one okay. that got, thankfully... See, thankfully, um, that didn't go out. Um, yeah. So, Ronda Rousey is on Ellen this past week, and mm. she just opens up about that fight that she lost. If mm-hmm. you didn't see it, I don't know where you were, but uh, Ronda Rousey was in this fight that it was like, it was going to be like any other day. She was going to walk in there and she was going to just like, well, she'd never lost her before. opponent. Yeah. That she was, was the thing. She'd, she'd never, never lost, lost before. 
Right. So it was just it was it was an ordinary fight, an ordinary day, and this fight just went to shit in the first yeah. what was it like two minutes? It was, it was like quick done which is just the world of mma in general like things happen so fast on the like the top level of performers or athletes so like it was you know it was an ordinary fight like anything else and she got her face beaten like <laughs> teeth loosened um i think her jaw dislocated yeah. all sorts of things um yeah. and she's on ellen and ellen's asking her about the whole fight and she just opens up when Ellen asks her, you know, what was it like after that fight was over? And she talks about having suicidal thoughts and how she just wanted to kill herself when she came out of that ring, when she was in the ER, when she was, mm -hmm. you know, all of that jazz. And she's she's just being super candid and she's breaks down on the show. And yeah. I... I teared up watching it. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, was like... I felt for her. I mean... Yeah. And the fact that she was like... You know, I didn't know who I was after that. Because who she was was she was this undefeated champ. And right. then once you're at that level and you lose once, you're no longer undefeated. You're now someone that... You know, I mean, your whole identity in that sport is gone. And so I totally empathize with her on that. And I can understand why she would mm -hmm. have those thoughts. Um, yeah, I, and I'm thankful that she was like strong enough to talk about it because honestly, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, and I mean, especially someone that is so, you know, she's tough. She's a tough girl, and I thought it was really respectable, respectable, respectable <laughs> that you know someone with such a tough personality, at least that she portrays, that she can come out and be vulnerable and show people that it's you know. It's okay. I yeah. have these thoughts too, and it's fine. To be one of the greatest athletes in the world right now, one of the top MMA fighters, one of the most like incredibly powerful people, and then and then to be like, you know, I kind of wanted to kill myself in that yeah. moment. Like that is really powerful. They're, those thoughts are not outside of any person. Anyone. Yeah. That, no, and I think that you know. I think that anyone, I feel like people don't talk about suicide because it's this thing where it's like, no, I've never thought about that. But yeah. I think it's very human to have thoughts, especially when you're in such pain, to think like, what if this pain was gone? And sometimes right, yeah. the only way that pain is gone is if you don't exist. And I think that that thought is very natural. And I think that everyone at some point has some element of suicidal thought on that. And I think that that's fine mm -hmm. and i think that it's natural i think when it becomes yeah. a problem is when you have a plan and when you actually have a means of how you're gonna um kill yourself but i think that she really broke that down in a sense that she made it okay just to admit that she had that thought um, yeah because i think a lot of people do and they're kind of they kind of repress that thought you know they don't accept the fact that they you know they had it and so they can't move on Right, exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, um, it's it's okay to have thought about, um, and it's it's very different from, it's very different to have thought about it and then to overcome it and to deny that it ever existed. Like you're in a totally right, different headspace from that. Right, and think what that does to you. You know, 
Yeah. I mean, I I would argue that either either you are you're numb to your life, or you have thought about suicide. I think that most people have thought about suicide. Well, just, I'm not sure that it's necessarily gone to the to the wording of "I want to kill myself." No, but I think definitely thoughts, the mentality. That's a better way to yeah, put it. Yeah, the mentality that I wish I didn't have this in my life. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. What and I thought what was really, I guess, what just added to the the profoundness of it all was that that part where she says in this interview. Um, she looked up at yeah. her... I don't know if it's her boyfriend, it's her boyfriend or her yeah. husband. Okay, so it's her boyfriend. So she looked up at, at him, and she talked about uh, having his children, and yeah. she says, like, I wanted, I wanted to be around again. And I think that if you were to read into that just a little bit more, it was, it was being a wife, it was being a mother, mm-hmm. like, it was being a family that brought her outside of that thought. And I just, I guess my own personal views on life, I thought that that was really powerful, that she found meaning in someone else that she loved, and it was not, it had to come outside of her to to feel to feel important, to feel like something else again. Like it wasn't, um, you know, in the interview with Ellen, she says, like, if I'm not a fighter, then who am I? Yeah. And, you know, I think that we do... You, you have to identify yourself with something outside of, you know, something that you're talented with, something that right. you do, you know? People people in your life are a huge part of that. But yeah. I, I really I think, like that. Yeah, and from what I took from that is that she found a reason to live, which I think is the most important part. Like, no matter where you get it, I think that you need... If you can't... If you don't have a reason to live, then you need to create a reason to live. And that was right. definitely, like, a thing that I thought about, you know. I don't want to say that I've had suicidal thoughts. I mean, I, I have thought about the idea of not existing, um, especially because I do have a ton of anxiety. It's something I've had since middle school. Um, and I it did come to, like, a plateau in my life where it was way too much, and I knew that I could not go on living like that. Mm-hmm. And so... That mentality, I have thought about, you know, what it would be like to not live. And I think that it's important that, and at that point, like, I couldn't, I didn't have a reason to live. You know, I was just in school. It was, there was nothing that great with my life. And so eventually you just have to create something. And I think that that's really all you can do because sometimes life, it sucks, (laughs) you know, and there doesn't seem to be anything on the horizon and at a point, it's like, well, then I just got to create something because this life is worth living, um, whether mm-hmm. I can sense it now or not. Just the fact that I'm breathing and my heart's beating is enough for me to keep going. And that's, yeah. Right. There, and the, the thing is, is there will, always, there will always be something to stop you. That is just, that's the, the natural game of it all, of living. And you can't you have to find something worth living for because you like, there will never be a neutrality to it. You know, like, like, well, I don't have to think of anything because I never, I never feel beat down by life. Like it will happen. It's just natural. It happens to everybody. Yeah. But I don't think, I I think there's definitely people that it doesn't get to that point though. 
Perhaps, yeah. It's hard for me to think about that, but... I know. I th- just because of the type of people that we are, I think that it makes it hard. <laughs> we're depressing people. Exactly. We're just really, we're just really deep in our melancholy, and oh, it's hard dear. to imagine people being okay. Like, that's crazy. Right? Can you imagine being content? <laughs> <laughs> no. What kind of a world are people content in? Right? And then I love at the, you know, at the end it sounds just like a movie. In this interview, she's like, I'm not, I'm not um, defeated because here I am. I'm standing here and I'm moving forward. And then what's crazy is that she's like, yeah, I'm still a fighter. Like, it's fine. I'm going to fight again. And she says at the end, she's like, my next fight will be with this, this girl that took her yeah. down. She's like, I'm going to go fight her again. And yeah. I'm just. And I'm going to beat her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna beat her. It, I'm gonna take back the championship. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what, you know, you were telling me that, uh, you, you know, boxing isn't your thing, and yeah. you know, Creed just didn't work on that like side of it. Like it's like okay, boxing's, boxing is boxing, but I, I that element of like, of that sport, you know, this isn't the exact same, but MMA is kind of similar. It's like. The fact that you could just be beaten down so much, and the only thing that you want to do is go back, like, I just think there's something really intriguing about that. Yeah, I I like the metaphor of it. I don't like the fact that we need to fight in order to have that metaphor. You Mm. know, the aggression of it, and I, I don't think that as humans we should really ever be at a point where we're fighting for a sport. I mean, that, I think that's the problem with it with me. I don't, and maybe it's just because I'm not an aggressive person that I don't really understand having that much aggression where I could literally just beat someone up for fun. Um, (laughs) But I don't think that, I don't know. I just don't think that's what we should be advertising. And maybe it's, maybe, you know, I'm just kind of naive, you know, but to me, I don't think it's, it shouldn't be publicized like that. I see it. I see it on both ends. I think that there is something. You you might disagree with this, but I, I think that there's just something in the human spirit that there's just something about the fight, like just the idea of the fight, that is really uh, in people. And I think that that's why things like that, because you could even apply it to something like football or. Um, you could, yeah. I or mean, like basketball. It's like there's something about the fight. There's something about the... It definitely goes with our, you know, animalistic nature. Exactly. Um, and I think and I, that's And why. I get it, but... Um, okay, yeah. And that's that's all that I wanted to yeah. to point out. Um, I, just, I wouldn't you support should, it. You should read the passage from Big Magic that you were uh, tell me about earlier. Oh. Well. No? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not that I don't want to read it, but I wasn't planning on... It, it's, like, it's pretty long. And I think it's really just... I don't know. I feel like it's just for us. Oh, okay. Um, to springboard off of last week's episode, we talked a, a lot about, like, the type of God that you want to believe in. Yeah. And I just want to... I don't think this is something we need to dwell on a lot, but what was really... This one sentence stuck out. The next day, I went to church, and... um in the sermon, uh, the person uh, speaking was like, I believe in a God who believes in me. And 
that was the only, not the only thing, but maybe. <laughs> you like perked up. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I sound so cynical. Uh, that You don't sound cynical. There, so a lot of it didn't really stick out to me, but that was, that was something that stuck out more than most things that she was saying. I was yeah. like, oh, I really, I really like that. And I think that that does kind of define um, God for me. Um, someone who believes I, in you. Well, I think someone who believes in me, is, like that personifies what I think of God. Like, Oh, yeah. Like I, I, very much, uh, I very much feel like God is Father to me. Right. And that sentence definitely like attributes to that feeling. Like, um, so number one, it's very it's very personifying. It's like God is a person, mm-hmm. um, who who connects with me. Um, but then also just to say that it's a he is a person who believes in me. It's it's very freeing to think about that, especially coming from. Not, I don't want to retread a lot, but coming from a, a past of you know a lot of guilt and shame in in my religious uh, lifestyle, like um, feeling unworthy or feeling imperfect or all of that, it's like that's that stuff doesn't matter because the same way that I I believe in him, he's like he's like I know that you are great too. Like I, you, you are mine and I, uh, and I think you're awesome to say it in a very, like, um, in a very slangy way. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, uh, you know, I don't know. It was just like, I thought that was really cool that that happened right after we recorded our last episode. That is cool. That's rocking. I like your subtle uh, input that your pastor was a woman. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure when people heard that, when you said she, they're like, so what? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. So, so progressive. <laughs> I think I told you this already, but, um, just to reiterate, since this isn't just you and me, um, <laughs> it's not our, <laughs> are there people listening to this right now? Um, our church is co-pastored by a, a wife and a husband, and they uh, they handle all the services uh, together. And it's um, it's um, usually the deal where they'll talk a little bit. Each of them will talk a little bit each week, and one is usually more message stuff, and then the other one is anything else that will come with that. So this upcoming week, the, the husband will be giving a sermon, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting dynamic. Um, you mentioned this once when I brought it up to you that you, you really have to strive to, um, to separate your personal life from the business side of being a church. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that that would be really interesting to look into their relationship about that. Uh, but yeah, definitely. But it's also like, it's just a very interesting dynamic to see them co doing that every Sunday morning. Yeah. There's, there's something special to it. Yeah. It's definitely, 
I think pros it would be cons, very man. hard. Definitely yeah. pros and cons, man. <laughs> <laughs> what when else do you have? Uh, oh. Yeah, so something interesting that came to me also in the beginning of this week was that, you know, we've been talking so much about exploring uh, and opening your mind to your spirituality. And mm-hmm. I remember when I when I first left for college, I'm sure a lot of people will connect with this. Maybe not. But when I first left, it seemed like a few times a week, like leading up to me leaving, people would tell me, you know, like, remember what you learned when you were home. Um, there's going to be a lot of things out there. The world's crazy. Um, just remember what you've grown up with and yada, yada, yada. Like they all would say something of that iteration. And it was sort of like, I'm sure they didn't mean for this to happen, but it was kind of like scaring you into, uh, opening your mind into other like, uh, areas and uh investigating other thoughts about right. they want you to stay spirit. in the bubble right they're they're like you you know what's true you've been taught what's true uh so just hold on to what's true it's almost like a passive way of saying we don't trust you yeah you know exactly. what i mean exactly and it's also like okay honestly like if i've been doing this shindig for the last 18 years like i yeah. think you should just you should just let me be um seriously but i kept hearing that a lot and it did worry me i was like oh wow what, what's what's gonna happen like <laughs> i I, do, I hope that the devil doesn't come along and steal up my heart <laughs> gosh that's really mean that's so cynical um that did not I was sound just, cynical at all <laughs> i was just thinking about it and i was like that's just really that is a really strange thing i couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine being at this point and not basically they're saying don't question anything and I was like that's crazy like I hadn't thought about it in years but I was like wow like it just to say to say stick to what you know and and yeah. don't I don't know don't investigate at all I was like that just doesn't sound possible and if it is, it just doesn't sound like something that I would want either. Like, even no, if it's... even if I came back to the exact same thoughts, I would want to at least think about things from other perspectives. It's just not, I don't know. It was just, I don't even know the word for it. Like, it's just crazy. It's very crazy to me. And I don't know. Did you, did you I... grow up with that? Like when you left home, did that happen? Uh, no, I didn't have okay. that same experience but um it, i mean maybe it was like kind of an, a non-verbal thing but i feel mm-hmm. like for us it's different because we didn't go to a state school we went to a school that you know it was a christian university so i think everyone knew that we were going into a place that held a certain value or a certain they had certain values already yeah. in there so it well, wouldn't gosh, be... I couldn't even imagine if I went to a state school. They probably would have, like, given me They would have, like, given thrown me, uh... holy water on you, like, Exactly, oh, they would have been like, take this girl. bucket of holy water with you everywhere. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I would have just... felt a little offended. 
You know, at the time, it was one of those things where I was like, like thank I guess you. that's an okay thing for them to say to me. Like, I didn't know how I felt about it, but it, it didn't it didn't offend me at the time. And I'm not going to, like, hold on to it now, but I was like, man, if someone said that to me now, I would be like, I don't, I don't yeah. believe in not thinking about my faith. Sorry. Well, the first thing I thought of was, it's like, oh, you want me to be a stagnant human being. Exactly. Which, yeah. I, and that's one of the another problem that I have with modern religion is that it kind of emphasizes stagnancy. You know, there's no growth. Mm-hmm. It, there's, there's this cyclical um, message that is told that just goes around and around and it just becomes this stagnant ball that you never get out of. And yeah. it got to a point for me at least where I was like, you know, A, I don't want to be stagnant and B, I don't believe that God is stagnant. So why are we not going anywhere with this why are we talking about the same things every single week when i know that god is bigger than that at least for me personally um so yep it's like play it safe you know it's like yeah play it safe play yeah i don't think that was their mentality going into it but yeah but i mean if you think about it um also extending to what you were saying about uh, just the staticness, like to go to most churches on a Sunday morning, it's sort of like, oh, oh, you're playing it safe with this sermon. Okay. okay no, cool. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, just to extend it beyond what, what I was first bringing up, you know, it's just... Well, and I like, think... Okay. They're... Yeah. Sorry. Well, say? well, the thought I had was... <laughs> I don't know if this is even... This even relates, but... Like, when it comes to the stagnancy of the church, at least in my opinion, you know, when I read books like Big Magic and I get so inspired by these ideas, it's like, why can we not talk about these types of things in church? Like, yes, it doesn't revolve around Christ or really anything that has to do with the Bible, but it's something that propels people forward and encourages them to be the best human being they can be. And why aren't we talking about those things? Right, and, yeah. You know, like, why are we so fixated that we must talk about the Bible every single week when there's so many other things out there that can encourage people? And since we're all individualistic, some people may not relate to the Bible. And I don't think that makes them bad people. I just think, you know, it's it's there, and some people may not relate to it, but they may relate to things like big magic, and that mm-hmm. could help them find God in a way that, you know, encourages them. And I think that's what frustrates me is it's like, why aren't we doing more, you know, especially if we want to like preach about this all loving, all powerful God, like why are we not using all of our resources to bring as many people in as we can? Like, why are we so, I don't know. I have clearly I think, I have tons of thoughts about it. Yeah, I think that it's impossible for a church. I mean, it's not impossible, but I doubt that we're going to see the church extend into more areas like i doubt we'll see that in our lifetime unfortunately then i'm i can't ever see myself being a member of a church in the future because that's just i know what i'm getting when i go to church and it's not enough for me anymore i have the thing is is yeah that's exactly right i and i know what i'm getting when i go and i'm like okay well it's boring can we just talk about this Right, it's yeah. It's boring. Like, yeah. I go in, and I know I'm going to be bored for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, and here's... That's what frustrates me, is God should not be boring. People... I should... The, yeah. 
Sorry. The reason that I go is that the things that we're talking about wanting, like the bigger, more vastness of spirituality and life and humanity, I get those from my conversations with people in small circles or one-on-one, -on -one, and I'm going to experience that if I go to church. So it's almost like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get through this hour, and then I'll get right. something else. Yeah. Or... Or, you know, beforehand, it's like, well, I'll experience this, and then I'll just, you know, for an hour, I'll just I'll just be here. Yeah, the um, one thing church has going for them is the community aspect. And I really think that's what religion is about. It's about, right, yeah. you know, people coming together as a community who share common beliefs and really talking about those. And I think that that is amazing. I would love to have a community where I could just talk about this type of stuff every single week. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't remember where I was going with that. Um, but you don't have that, right? You're, you, no, you would I, not find that. No. Right. Yeah, and that's and that makes sense to me. I think that if I did not experience like very communal elements, like I wouldn't go to the church that I currently go to. You know, I'm not right. there for. I'm not there for the songs or for the, the messages. I'm there because I, I meet very interesting people. You know, I've made friends there and enjoy seeing them there. And, you know, when I sit down yeah. with them and I talk about, you know, things, um, I find spirituality uh, outside of just talking about the Bible with them. You know, it's like I have... Well, that's great. Right. And I... It's and that's just, what it should be, sad. honestly. Like that that is what it should be. It's sad that like it's hard to find that for you, for anybody else, you know? Like it's just it's just not a very easy thing to find and it's very frustrating. I mean, yes, it yes, it is. <laughs> I don't think it's just it's just crazy that you would have to you would have to fight for that. But yeah, you, know, you do. It's interesting. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever have it and that makes me sad. Um Yeah. Because I think and, it's so beneficial. I mean, and that's, that's why, why like, I'm glad we have this outlet. Oh my because god! At least John, I that's get... what I was about to say. Because <laughs> at least then I do have an outlet. Because I mean, for, yeah. I mean, the past few years I haven't had any, and so I yeah. literally just like wallow in this by myself, thinking I'm a, such a terrible person. I've gone uh -huh. against <laughs> everything I've known. I, I feel like I'm the only one going against the thing I've ever known. And when you think about that, it's like, well, clearly I must be the one in the wrong. You know, so yeah. it's just, it's hard and it's not easy and you feel terrible about yourself and you can't, and honestly, I, you can't even bring it up to people that you knew. That's the problem. Like I have so many friends that, that you know, go to church who went to church and the thing is you can't bring it up with them mm. and that's what's frustrating. And it's not because they'll judge you because it scares they them. won't. It, well, it's just when you. I don't know. I don't want to put any words in people's mouths, but every time I had brought it up to people of like things I thought differently, there would be a tone of like, oh, well, it's really good that, you know, you're questioning things, but right, it's with yeah. this tone that's like, oh, but you'll come back eventually, you yeah, know, yeah. like good for you for like having those thoughts. Wow. Like, I'll definitely be praying for you. And it's like, please don't like, I don't want you to pray <laughs> I don't, for me. Yeah, please don't do that. But I mean, seriously, like, I don't. Like, yeah. I feel more, I feel so close to God, so much more closer to God than when I ever went to church. And yeah. 
I don't want people to pray for that to go away. I mean, obviously, I don't think it, people can pray away my closeness to God, but, you know, I'd rather them pray that I would find, you know, whatever would encourage me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I was going to say before you mentioned the podcast uh, was that I think that you just have to put up things in your life for the spiritual conversation for the fulfillment for the the learning process like you just have to find the things that are going to work for you and like this is just one of those things that we put up in both of our lives you know like yeah this is something that helps that helps get you there and yeah um i i'm really into rob bell i know a lot of people don't like rob bell because they they judge him hardcore um, which that's a whole nother subject. Yeah. Um, and I get very heated about it. <laughs> John, um, yeah, uh, I, people in my church, like rag on them or bag on them, whatever the term is so uh, bad. And yeah. I just like, look at them well, and, and I'm it's like, so silly. are you really going to throw the baby out with the bathwater right now? Like this guy is doing a lot of things. Well, Anyways, and they clearly continue. don't know anything about him because if anything, he is so into the Bible like, and not necessarily it's, um, he's into the message of the Bible. Like he still preaches the Bible. He, right, he, yeah. he doesn't like say that necessarily. He thinks a lot of it is metaphors and things like yeah, that, he does. but he preaches so much to the message of the Bible, which is exactly what the church should be doing. Well, and yet you know, the church judges him for doing that. And they think he's like this terrible person who, ugh, I could go. Well, on. Y- the one thing. I don't, that's not the one thing that turns people away. The one element of his teachings that turns everyone away is that he's like, no, people don't go to hell. I don't believe that. And the minute you say that you pretty much just like cause earthquakes throughout the, uh, the Christian circle, you know? Yes. Because that is something that every Christian has a, has doubts about and they're afraid to bring it up. So that's why they get so angry. Yeah. That's that's why people get people weird when you tell ang- them that you've left the church. It's the exact same response. It's like, right. uh, well, I have doubts, but you can't actually act on it. You can't you can't leave. And it's like, well, not I'm not like buying into my doubt. I'm finding what works. And it's yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly the same response. Right. I mean, so I'm going to be honest. No, I would say about ninety five percent of people that say they don't like Rob Bell have not read anything that he said they literally have just heard that one phrase that he does not believe in hell and then they judge him well at least in the people that i know it's like they used to like follow him a lot read things from him and then they were like oh oh okay um i don't think that this is for me anymore hey and that's fine and honestly it's not for everyone but there's so much judgment like i can't even imagine being him because of all of the hatred that people spew at him. Like, you can disagree with him all you want. Please do, honestly. I think he would love that. But like, <laughs> yeah. do not... I was going to say, I don't think it breaks him down. I think no, he's... he laughs about it. Yeah, he does. Um, and he, he's just such a great guy. I, people really need to, like, just... You don't, you don't have to read his stuff, but just, like, listen to his podcast. Just see who he is as a person, and you'll just fall in love with him. Um, but people just spewed hate at him. Christians wrote him emails. They, you know, picket his events, you know, saying how much he's 
wrong. I honestly don't know what they said, but you should not be picketing someone who is encouraging people to find a path that's right for them. Like it's, that, like it yeah. gets me so angry that it's people, dumbfounding. It is, especially when it's coming from the Christian community. It's like, it's yeah. Cause it's, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, I, you don't have to believe in everything he's saying, but if you actually like put any time into it, he will, he will do something in your life. Like, very well, quickly, even if anything he that you like, read. He's one human being who has an opinion. If right, you don't hold yeah. to that opinion, cool. Have yeah, your own opinion. Ignore it. <laughs> you don't have to care. But don't, <laughs> don't like, send hatred at him. Like, no, and it was yeah. so hateful. And I used, I used that word purposefully. Like, they didn't yeah. just send, like, mean emails. It was hate. It was hate speech that they were like, ugh. It's it's the world of religion, though, you know, unfortunately. It is – No, but I think you find more hatred in religion than any other aspect of and that's, that's life. That's honestly what p- keeps pushing me away, and I yeah. want so badly to, like, be able to go back. But then, like, I just th- – it's these elements that I just can't be a part of. And I know that not all churches, not all religions have that, but it's still a part of it. And – I just can't be a. I just can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. What, I, feel, I feel like I have to apologize. What just happened? Mm. Right. I think that we would just keep talking in circles. Maybe we should move on. Yeah, because I feel like I didn't even get to the point about Rob Bell that I was originally going to talk about. And oh, yeah, remember. you didn't. What were you going to say? What were we talking about? Well, I don't remember. I don't remember what did exactly, you say? But you that were made like, me bring up Rob Bell. Yeah, you, I can't remember what it was, but you were um, you were gonna say something about like this is why I like Rob Bell, like he right. says this or something. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> tough love. Tough that love, sucks. you know. What else? I met yeah. Rob Bell. Did I tell you that? You did. Yeah. Oh. It's actually, I don't know. I thought it was a funny story, like sad funny, but. Why was it sad funny? I don't know if you want to talk about it Did on I... here, but when you were like, I don't, when you like met him and it was just kind of like, oh, hey, and you were like trying yeah. to talk to him about I like, know. you changed my life. And he's like, cool. Sure thing, John. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and yeah. Like, I don't want to get into no, it. No, wait, but Rob, come back. Come back. It's like t- Titanic when she's blowing the whistle at the, at the boat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and back. Rob Bell's just in the boat sailing away. And you're like, yeah, it's like, Bob Felish. <laughs> Anyways. Exactly. Um, I do, I do love him. I wish I remembered now the point, because now I feel like the whole conversation was irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Then it just turned into a, a rant. Yeah. Oh, well. Clearly, I had that, like, sizzling in me. You know what? I think we're just discovering a lot that's sizzling in you while we record this podcast. Clearly, I have no repressed feelings about any of this. Yeah, I think you're totally fine. Right. Totally normal. You know, if you go to church tomorrow, you'll probably be even more normal. Right. You might even say, static. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Do you have any more? I don't know if I have anything, um... I don't know if I have anything very, uh... Godish. Yeah, I'm trying to... I don't think so. I did, um, can I go back into something cultural? If you want. I read, I read a short story this week. Uh-huh. It was, 
I guess it's a book. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell. But I read um I read Benjamin Button, like the original story. Oh. Yeah. Did you know who wrote it? No. It's uh F. Scott Fitzgerald. Really? Yeah, he wrote it. Interessante. <laughs> Interessante. Mm-mm. For our Spanish listeners. I need it. I gotta learn Spanish. See. Gonna go make this film in Mexico, you know, man. I gotta figure yeah. it out. You can talk about that next time. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know if you know this, but I I deeply love Benjamin Button, and it's one of the films that made me want to go to film school. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Actually, um, when I was in high school, when it was coming into theaters, I pirated the movie, and I watched it, and I was like, oh my god. And you I fell like, in. went... I went and saw it in theaters the next weekend because uh-huh. I was like, wow, I need to like go watch this for real. And I went with a bunch of friends and they all walked out of the movie because they thought it was boring. And I stayed because I was like, this is so great. I don't understand. Like, you're like, I don't I love understand when humans where do reverse life and turn into babies. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I remembered my point about Rob Bell. Oh, wow. <laughs> for I, when you you're done with take this. It. You need to take it. Go. What? I said, you need to just it's take a... that thought. You need to run. What, were you done? No, I wasn't. Well, you finish. I'm not oh, okay. What's crazy is that the the short story is actually massively, massively different. And the only thing in the movie is, like, not even the characters are the same. It's just the concept. Like, not even oh. the time frame is the same. Not even, like, the way it ends. It's insane. And it's, like, actually more romantic and more uh touching profound like all of that like it's massively more so yeah i'm glad you found it and enjoyed it yeah it's just it was really cool to to read it um just because it is like a very influential uh film you know like at a moment in my life where i was like i don't know what i'm gonna go do once i get out of this whole high school thing and you know, well, that was one of the films where I was like, you know what? Like, I think I could, uh, I think I could really like making a movie. So it was just like the point of that, like really got me going for a second. Like that there was something specific that you were like, this makes me, this encourages me to do, well, it helped you find your purpose. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Well, and no, what's really no. interesting is that there's, you know, a few movies come out every year that I, you know, I love them. Uh-huh. Um, but, of like, the very specific thing, the very specific thought, like, this movie makes me think about filmmaking. It makes me think about, like, making a film. Like, there's very few films that did that to me at that age. Like, just to watch it, not only, like, love the film, but to just be, like, in love with making the film. Right. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's, like... Well, it's and, a very unique thought, and it didn't happen often, but there's a few films where I was like, I'm just in love with the idea of making this movie, not just this movie. And I think something that we can relate to this is the fact that, you know, when you're called to something creative and mm. you're worried about whether or not it will influence anyone, like, even if they made Benjamin Button and no one liked it except you, 
then it's worth being made because it encouraged you, one single person, to do something creative with their life. And I think that, you know, you know, fear creeps in a lot when you're like, if mm-hmm. you write something or you make a film and you're worried that no one will ever see it or no one will like it, it's, well, A, it shouldn't matter, but B, even if one person is encouraged or propelled forward because of it, then it's worth being made. Well, and, what just adds to the whole story of it is that uh, Benjamin Button was one of, it's like one of David Fincher's passion projects. Like, it took him years to get the film off the ground, and yeah. Kathleen Kennedy is the person who, like, swooped in and saved the day and was like, we're going to get this film made, and it's only because of her that it actually finally got thank any momentum. Kathleen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Miss Thank Kennedy. you, Kathleen, for listening. <laughs> thank you, Kathleen. <laughs> um and then what just adds to the story even more is that the film was not it was not very successful financially or critically. It was like right. like it just did people were like, eh on a on a you know, like on a critic level <laughs> and on an audience level. They were just like, eh, it's it's whatever. But Yeah. I mean I, I don't think it. it's a crowd pleaser. No, but, it's it's really not. But but hey, anyways it, it gets back to your you. point where it was like, but yeah, exactly, exactly. But I saw it. And it just it just did something to my brain. It just started like ticking in new ways, and I was like, "This is, this is very like, this very is fascinating." It. Yeah, I was like, "I I want to do this. This is great." Um, yeah. I don't know. That was just something that I started thinking about this week that I wanted to share with everybody, and it really does tie back to, um, not not maybe our last episode, but the one before it. No, it was our last one. Like you know, make art despite any fear you know right and that's what big magic is about too yeah go buy it everyone you know what we should really get sponsored by elizabeth gilbert uh, right maybe she'll that'd be great i tweeted at her this week and she didn't like it oh my gosh are you kidding me right (laughs) oh my goodness what does twitter exist for if the celebrities aren't gonna like your tweets that's what i'm saying like yeah I remember Whatever. tweeting at Macklemore. I was like, at Macklemore and at Ryan Lewis, your album's coming out on my birthday. I couldn't ask for a better gift. How do you not like that tweet? Right? Like, oh my god. I would have double liked it, or favorited. Maybe they saw I didn't follow them, and then they were like, yeah, we're not Screw him. Yeah. <laughs> Some fan he is. Right. Anyways, what were you uh, thinking about um, Rob Bell that you remembered? Oh, okay. So real quick. Now I feel like it's weird going back. But you were talking about going to church for the community aspect. Oh, yeah. And one thing I really connected with Rob Bell about pretty early on is he was like, um, if a community's not working for you, then get out of it and find one that you do connect with. And if you can't find one you do connect with, then create it yourself. Oh, wow. And that really hit it with me. I was like, you're right. You know, if, yeah. if I can't find one then I should just create it. And obviously I haven't done that, but... Um, <laughs> I was like, how's that going, John, huh? <laughs> it's really good. I have lots of people come over to my house. It's me first, and then myself, <laughs> and then John comes in later. Um, I just imagine you with your stuffed animals, you know? Just like this whole row of stuffed I animals. Like, pile George, up, welcome. and then my power, <laughs> my power Ranger to action figures. <laughs> I'm like, Tommy, thank you for coming. Kimberly, <laughs> great to see you. Did you, uh, um, did you grow up watching Power Rangers? Uh, yes, it was my favorite, and we should talk about that in a different episode because oh, it wow, was the I didn't best. Oh, I know that. 
Yeah. That, huh. Yeah, let's talk about the movie in an upcoming episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really does hit the nail right on the head there. That's... Right. Because, I mean, communities aren't for everyone. And that's okay. Right, yeah. Um, it's, it's And no one meant. should be forced to be in a community that exactly. they do not feel um, encouraged by. Yeah. If this and isn't the place mean where the you find life, then... Right, right exactly. and it doesn't mean that it's bad. Exactly. It just means it's yep. not for you. And I think that just goes back to the fact that everything is very individualistic. And that's yeah. fine, and that's great. You just got to find what you want. <laughs> you sounded so unsure saying that. Just find what you want, maybe? <laughs> or Question don't? Mark? Please don't stone me. Right. You know, it's nice here <laughs> every day walking outside the house. <laughs> uh, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Cool. Uh, this was fun. I this literally was... look forward to this, so I mean, what did you it's say? something. I said I always look forward to it. Yeah. It's undoubtedly, you know, like, you know it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Because, you know, I get to talk to you, you know? Aw, you're so I sweet. I know. <laughs> I know I am. And I mean, I still, I still get responses from the podcast, so I mean... People do listen to it. That's good. I would be really sad if they didn't. Yeah. Well, not really. A little sad. I mean, my ego would be sad, but I'm trying to not. That's into a good. That. That's the perfect way to put it. You're right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, next week should be good. We got Oscars. Um, oh yeah. That's really it. Maybe that'll be the whole episode <laughs> if we have enough content. Yeah. But somehow I don't think we'll have enough content to fill an episode. So No, I don't think so. And I'm sure that there will be other things worth talking about outside of right. a movie award show. As great as it is, right. it is still just a movie award show. For white people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it is time to go. Right. That was a joke, by the way. I hope everyone caught that sarcasm. If yeah, not, then I'm that's not awkward, actually offended, so. guys. <laughs> Anyways, let's end it. Why are we always awkward right at the end? <laughs> well, I do, I do think we should say, um, email us, tweet us one more time. Yes, um, please. Thank you for everyone who listens. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, there was something I wanted to add at the end, but I can't remember. Was it a shout out? Was it a don't no, forget to subscribe? <laughs> was it a... Oh, that's what no, that was it. Um, oh, are you serious? Since we are on iTunes. Well, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm amazing. What, what you can do is you can go to iTunes and you can uh rate the podcast and uh comment. So you guys should all do that cuz that's how people that's how other people outside of, you know, our friends oh, yeah. can actually hear it is it it gains popularity by through people that rate it. Somehow it's like through their algorithm i just made that up by the way but yeah go up and uh go to itunes and and rate us rate us nicely otherwise don't rate us at all that's (laughs) i'm just that's a good point i'm glad you i'm glad you threw that in there plus i mean if you do listen to this it is much easier to listen to a podcast if you just go through the itunes podcasts app that is if you have an iphone yeah if not the website works just great and it's and it works (laughs) i was really surprised that it worked like once I like put it up on the website, it's pretty much on the app. Like, 
I don't oh, know. It, oh, it's the with link e- at least within like... a half hour because I've checked. Oh. But it's probably almost instantaneous. So. Wow, you know, 21st know. century just technology really giving us a break. Thank you, technology. Thank you for making it possible to record a podcast from two different sides of the country, Mr. Technology yes, Man. God bless. God bless. <laughs> All right, well, I bid you a fond adieu, Monsieur Mathis. Ooh, that sounded real French. I liked that. I liked Girl, that I'm a French. lot. How do you say Mr. Yeah. in Spanish? I'll do Spanish since I need to practice. Uh, señor? Ah, oh, there we are. Ay, señor. Adieu. Senor Krabby. Gracias. <laughs> De nada. See, De nada. I'm halfway there. You're almost there. All right, Mathis. TTYL. Until next time. Yep. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>